1: wgr sports radio 550 presents Uh sports talk saturday don't tell me we're about to go over a huge waterfall yep sharp rocks at the bottom most likely bring it on on wgr sports radio 550
2: welcome into sports talk saturday nate geary has off today zach jones with you for the next three hours, and I'm joined by Josh Schmidt on the board. We're hanging out. It's the first true Saturday for college football. Of course, we've had week zero last week. We had some games last night. Today, though, the marquee matchups kick off most of the top 25 plays day, including, well, not, UB's not ranked, but you know, UB is playing today. That's exciting. They've got a new quarterback, a Rutgers transfer, a local kid. That should be fun to see. Cole Snyder, and of course... As everyone knows, as we've all been waiting for months, we are officially less than a week away from the Bills kicking off the season in LA in SoFi Stadium against the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, maybe the most hyped season in Bills history, definitely of both me and Josh's lifetimes. I mean, we're both, you know, in our mid-20s, so I mean, that's exciting, Josh, I don't I'm at a point now, I, I you know, Mike show was saying it yesterday on the afternoon show, kind of just like, we've kind of hit all the talking points. Like, now it's just, I want the game to happen. Oh, I've wanted this game to happen for a
3: month. Oh, I've, yeah. I've been ready for so long. It's just, it's so exciting. And did you see all of the beer getting delivered? It, I did, I did. It's not enough. It's, it's not just, enough. It's
2: simply not enough. I will say, though, like, because especially because before even the schedule was released, it was anticipated the Bills would be playing the Rams to open up the season. So it's been even longer than the actual schedule being released that a lot of Bills fans have been looking forward to this game. Bills fans knew while well, you're playing the Rams, so everyone kind of knew there was a trip to Los Angeles. And then, of course, just thanks to the divisional round, it was almost a shoo-in. The Bills will be playing the Rams Week One. I will agree with a lot of people though that that some of the points were that you know maybe it's actually too good of a game that maybe this is like more of a mid-season matchup that you know maybe hold back on this a little bit. Ah. Why not? Just go right for it, right? I mean, it's they're two of the best teams in football. Stafford and Allen going after it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. And thankfully, it's on Thursday. I don't want to wait till Sunday. Like that's going to be our first segment today. We're going to go through kind of week one, other games we're excited to watch and stuff like that. But oh, as much as I'm going to miss having basically every game at Sunday at one, just because it was always you just knew what you were doing it on Sunday afternoon. Like you just knew. With this, I just I am of the generation, and Josh, you are too. We never got to hear about the bills for most of us growing up, you know, getting excited to like, you know, watch Sports Center, NFL Network in the morning. The bills were the afterthought. You heard about their highlights very quick. They were never a main story. And so for now, the bills being like a main story. Oh, I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it.
3: What's crazy is like you look at the schedule and the first, I think, three weeks, it's all primetime games. You get Thursday night. You get Thursday night. The season opener. That's gonna. You got to kick off with a bang. Like that is probably why they did it the way that did. Cause like you said, this would be a great like midseason or late season matchup. But with with that being the first game of the season, that sets the tone for just everything this year. And then I think there's a Monday night game week two. Correct. Yep. The home opener against Tennessee. Yeah. So you don't like it's it's primetime game after primetime game. And this is something that like you said, we haven't seen as Bills fans. In our entire lifetime, like this is incredible. I love it.
2: I'm I'm just excited. I mean, I, I also help so that we're young men that can like you know stay up till 12, one oh, in the morning yeah. watching a football yeah. game and, then, and like, then get up and I'll be get ready up to at go at six thirty in the morning. I'm ready to go. I mean, like I get it because I you know I've talked to my dad, my uncle. Uh, this season, I'm actually taking my first Bills like road trip. I'm going to the Baltimore game week three. That's a one o'clock game though, so that's you know that's good. You know, get that game out of the way, get a good a good get a good dinner. But hearing those guys like talk, it, it is a lot of i like this i liked it like we're good but the, the one o'clock stuff it was easy it, it was very easy you were done by four thirty, at the latest and you could watch like the
3: rest of the like you could kind of like watch everything all at once but now you can even just you don't have to worry about the bills game till later and you mm-hmm. can watch nfl red zone and not care you can oh wow dude.
2: look at all this other good football we're watching because we we don't have to like watch one specific it's game. so nice I'm I'm telling you it, this is weird. I am a Bills fan, but I have said it a number of times on you know the Nightcap morning show here on Sports Talk Saturday. I'm a football junkie. I mean, I'm sitting here on Saturday for college football. The ranked ranked games don't even start till 3:30. Does not matter. I will have a football game on. It's the same thing with the NFL and I'm sitting here and like outside of the fact that I was stoked for the Bills to be playing that opening night on Thursday, the immediate second thought was I get all of week one to myself. I don't even have to worry about the Bills. And I'll have, you know, if they lose, I'm at a point now with with how talented I believe the Bills are, they could lose to the Rams, and, I, and it won't ruin my weekend. It'll be one of those where, okay, it's a tough team. You got to come back, don't beat Tennessee. Like, that's where I'll be at. Well, that, I mean,
3: I, I don't know if this would have the same effect, but that could be your wake-up call. Like, hey, we're in the season now, guys. Oh, yeah. like, if you lose, like, it's like, okay, all right, that's week one. Get it out of the way. Focus. Yeah, like you, you uh, too, got the yeah. you got the pre or you got the seat the start of the season jitters out. Now let's go and just kill the rest of the schedule.
2: I also don't think any week one matchup would have been as demoralizing for me than the Steelers game from last year. That was oh man, I remember. I went that. into that, that was I, dude. I went into that game just thinking like fans are back. This team is clearly loaded because they just obviously came off the thirteen and three season mm-hmm. AFC championship uh, run. And I'm like, it's the Steelers. That was They're our, trash. That,
3: like we're going to be great. That was our first weekend working here. If you remember that, me and you. Yes, it was. We both started the same day. I remember sitting uh, over in one of the other studios watching the game and doing some training and stuff. And it was so deflating. Like the me and like the guy that was training me. We were just we were so excited, and then just boom. Like I, I, I do remember coming in. And we had never met yet yep, either. Yeah, so and we, we were both met. like,
2: hey. And we we came in. We're like. Well, that sucked. <laughs> like we barely introduced ourselves. We're like, that was terrible. And then and the
3: was, next weekend, though, it was just oh, a complete turnaround.
2: But it was just it was so weird. I, I went into that Pittsburgh game, like, with just such hope. And it and really in my mind there was just zero way the Bills could lose. The Steelers weren't a very good offensive football team. Big Ben looked shot. The Bills were coming with so much hype. It was at home. That was week one. You know, you're at one o'clock too, so it's like the perfect Bills time, I guess. I was sitting here and I'm like, they're gonna they're gonna steamroll them, it's gonna be great. And then to see them lose, it, it was a bit of a wake wake up call. It also kind of showed like how the rest of the season would go. So I think this year's week one will also kind of do the same thing. The Bills last year dropped some games they really should not have. Obviously, of course, Jacksonville's one of them. Pittsburgh to me is of course one of them. They get blown out by Indianapolis. Like you can't have that happen. The wind game. The wind storm game against <laughs> New England. We're just playing in a hurricane. That was awful. Yeah. Hated that whole that entire experience was terrible. But I think this year, number one, there's I, there's just physically no way they're going to go zero and six in close games this year. There's no way they're going to lose every single close game. I think they'll at least right the ship there. Let's say fifty you know fifty percent split down the middle. They go three and three in close games. Immediately that makes them fourteen and three from last year's eleven and six. Immediately they're the number one seed and just based off that schedule. They do have a tougher schedule this year. Of course, they play Green Bay. We've, we're talking about the Rams right now. Kansas City, the Bengals, Baltimore is a game I'm going to. And then, of course, you have the division, Miami, is significantly better with, with the addition of Tyreek Hill. I think New England's trash. We're not even going to focus on them. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Uh, and the Jets, I think, are improved, but it all rides on Zach Wilson. And even then, I think they're still leagues away from the Bills. So really, it's, it's more of the out-of-division games that are going to define how good the Bills can be. Because I think they should at least be 5-1 in the division. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they drop a game. They obviously did last year, the windstorm. They've swept Miami for the last three or four years. The Jets have been a nothing factor to them for quite a while. So I I don't want to look at week one because you never want to look at week one and, and like make a storyline out of it. You never want to like make your opinion on a team based off of week one. You never want to do that. But even with that being said... A part of me is like reminding myself, like as excited as you were last year, make sure you realize they can lose the game. Like don't get discouraged. Don't get, you know, this this team is still overly talented. They are still amazing. There isn't this, because even after week one last year, there was this fear that was it just a one done, one and done with Josh Allen? You had no idea. There was some, but not many, the talks of what well, can Allen play in front of a crowd, which I thought was ridiculous at the time. But then week one happened and I was like, maybe he can't. But then, of course, you know, the next week they were slightly fine. I mean, they beat up on Miami, but they still looked a little off. I think that's my only fear is, like, you know, what looks different to this team? I mean, they're not going to have Trey White for the first four weeks of the season, at least the first month. But so you have you have Kyrie Elam. You have Elam, and Benford's been spectacular. Yeah. As a 6th as a or 7th round pick out of Villanova, he's been spectacular. Mm-hmm. The team clearly trusts Dane Jackson, and they have a completely retooled defensive line that will be far more flexible in how they want to play defense. That was a big issue they had last year. They could not defend the run really against any sort of top-end offensive line or running backs. They just had such a struggle with it. Now with the addition of guys like bringing back Shaq Lawson, Tim Settle to me is just going to be a difference maker on that interior defensive line. Him and Ed Oliver's partners are going to be absurd. But you add that in along with, of course the surprise stud edition of Von Miller. Not and,
3: not and not even just what Von Miller will do mm-hmm. himself on the field, like just making plays by himself. He's taught Greg Rousseau. He's even taught things to the offense with the offensive oh, yeah. line. I mean it's his contribution to the team, I think, is already Yeah, whenever you add a Hall of Fame talent like valued. that, yeah. his
2: his what he brings to a team is not just a singular aspect of like mm-hmm. stats. It it, 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 it spreads it's not, itself out. It's far not just more.
3: him going in and sacking the quarterback. Yeah. It's him teaching Greg Rousseau. Hey, this is like look mm-hmm. look what you did wrong here. Look how you can be different. And then teaching the offensive line. Hey, this is what guys like me do. You got to learn while yeah, we're you in got, practice. You got to be able to deal. I with mean, that. This is practice. This is your time to learn that.
2: It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be amazing. I I cannot wait for this season. I really do believe this is the team's best chance to win a Super Bowl since '91 when they played the Giants. I think we've entered the era with Josh Allen where and and Mike Show brought it up early yesterday on Show and the Bulldog of you know have we gotten to a point with Allen where he's going to start being judged by how many Super Bowls he wins not even if the fact that he wins one and i've kind of been there for a few months where it's like i think Allen has entered the stratosphere of you're the level of quarterback that it's expected you will you will win a Super Bowl you know going back to the 90s kelly was always sort of behind guys like marino Alway, to a certain extent, Steve Young, uh, Troy Aikman, not really, not in terms of talent, not not even a little bit. But he was never considered, like, the best quarterback in football. There was never an argument to, to say that Kelly was. With Allen, there already is. So I think he has entered that stratosphere. And that's why, for me, it's weird. We've had some calls. We've had some fans, you know, talk to us and, and kind of compare this to the 06, 07 Sabres. Like, remember to enjoy the ride. Don't be, you know, just get to the playoffs, just get to the playoffs. And, like, every game is just sort of like – a chore, you know. Remember to enjoy the ride, and I think for me, I'm much more comfortable in doing that because, in my mind, and and you know, some people probably are going to hate to hear this that I'm going to say it, and it's a little bit of a jinx. But I just I think Josh Allen will win a Super Bowl J- just because of how talented he is, and for the fact of the matter is how talented the Bills are. I think he'll win at least one. Now, last year may have been the best chance, maybe. I I'd, I'd
3: like to argue differently. I don't think I think last year was a very good chance. But, but I'm with there you. are years to come that I think are better chances. I mean Kansas City mm-hmm. got weaker this off season. Yeah, I mean they lost Tyreek Hill. They lost Tyron Matthew, and you know Miami didn't get. I mean Miami did get Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. but can to a throw to him? I was gonna say we still have questions
2: about their quarterback, right. which is really the only question that matters when it comes to Miami.
3: The Jets did get better, I think. And, I mean, it's going to take them a few years to get it all together, but they did mm-hmm. they did add some very nice pieces. Yeah. The Patriots didn't get better. Oh, no, I think they got they, significantly worse. They did worse. not get better. And I'm just going – I mean, the Bengals, they're there. They're, like, Burrow and Chase, that's a dynamic duo for years to come. Mm-hmm. So, in reality, I think, you know, the Rams and the Bengals, those are, your, those are your two big ones. But last year, there was a lot more teams that you had to worry about going I think into as well,
2: playoffs. it's It's tough for me to say, like, it was the team's best chance – to win a Super Bowl, they weren't even the one seed. No. no. I, I, I think they will absolutely be the one seed at least once in Josh Allen's career. I'd be stunned if that never happens. That, to me, will be the best chance when the playoffs goes through Buffalo and you don't even play the wild card round. That, to me, is probably your best chance. I think along with that, I, I've come around more, I guess, to the idea that you know, you, it, beating Kansas City was not as secure you're going to the Super Bowl. It was not the AFC Championship game. It was the AFC Divisional game. You would have still had to get through Cincinnati. And while, yes, it's in Buffalo, and in my mind, I can't imagine Buffalo has a collapse like Cincinnati or like Kansas City did in the second half of that game because Kansas City was in complete control until the end of that first half. But you never know. It could have happened. I think that's what made it worse for me initially, losing the divisional game. But then as I thought about it, I'm like, oh, but that would have been a nightmare to make it to two AFC Championship games in a row and the first one not even being close, like to the point where. You know, the 2020 AFC Championship game doesn't even register to me as even like a painful moment or anything. I remember being excited one time, and that was when the Bills took an early lead, and that was it. After that, it was like, oh, this isn't even a football game. And last year, it would have been far more heartbreaking if it went the way of the Chiefs, where you were on top the entire first half and just Josh Allen. Fell all over himself because that's what happened with Mahomes. Mahomes had his worst playoff game ever.
3: Yeah, I was. I've always been curious, like what happened in that. I don't second know. Half. Like, like yeah. was it was
2: it Mahomes just got in his own head? Mm-hmm. Was it a locker
3: room issue? I
2: think was. Well, I think what Mahomes was the outright did not play well. I don't. I don't think he played well in that second half. But Cincinnati's defense also was sneakily good that entire playoff run where they were just making plays. They were causing turnovers, and they weren't necessarily a great defensive unit. They were just they were making the most opportune plays they could. And that's what really won in that game, was just the fact that Kansas City couldn't score. And even then, it took till overtime. It wasn't like Baltimore was, or uh, not not Baltimore, excuse me. It wasn't like Cincinnati was having this offensive barrage in the second half. They still had to claw their way just to force overtime. But I will say, it's just going into the season. I, I I don't think number one, it was the best chance in the world. I think there's better chances to come. Because like, I think I, truthfully. I think this team is better than the team last year. I think most people would agree with that. The addition of Von Miller, I think Tim Settle has really opened up a lot of people's eyes for that defensive line. Khalil Shakir, I'm a big, big fan of in terms of a rookie wide receiver, but we'll actually we'll see honestly how much playing time he gets. I think James Cook though is going to be spectacular in the backfield, but we'll see. I definitely don't think though this is the, that this is not the best chance, but I I certainly don't believe last year was the best chance. I think there's absolutely better chances to come just because this team is consistently getting better. And with guys like Brandon Bean and his drafting ability and the fact that now Buffalo has become a bit of a destination as well for free agents to go to, you know, I I now don't have to sit here worried that if a trade happens, there's going to be someone commenting or even an immediate, a player commenting saying, well, I don't want to go to Buffalo. Like, I, I don't really have to worry about that anymore, which is super nice. Because Allen is as good as he is, you just kind of called out Antonio Brown a little bit from a that's memory. fine. I'm okay <laughs> I remember with a few that. years ago. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. That was that oh, was so disheartening. I remember at, that. At, at the time, I was, I was stoked, but yeah. I was like, this could be bad. But like, I also don't care. Antonio Brown's that good. We were all excited for five minutes, and then he was just like, I don't want
3: to go there. And now, yeah.
2: now, now, what do you think, what does he think now? You know, I mean, imagine. I mean what, what, what does he think now? Which he wants to be in the NFL, so he'd have loved it. But also, it's maybe the best miss in Bill's history right. ever. Right, because, I mean, if you get Antonio
3: Brown, then it kind of derails the rest of your plans.
2: Yeah, you're also, you're definitely not getting Stefan Diggs. Nope, nope. That's and, certainly not happening.
3: You're not having, I, I think that year where, you know, Allen's receivers was it was what like Beasley and John Brown and like that was it. Yeah, twenty nineteen that that was kind of it. That was like a good year. Like it's 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 weird to say, but that was a good year for the Bills because it made you realize okay, like we're like we have something special here at quarterback. Mm -hmm. We need someone for him to throw to before he gets. Super good, and we don't have anyone for him to throw to, and he wants to leave.
2: Yeah, I mean, the fact that Duke Williams had nine targets in a playoff game kind of spoke volumes to how much this team needed a receiver. I right. think I think Josh would have had a great year that first year, because a part of me is like wondering, all right, I don't know if Antonio Brown would have had his freak out like he did with the Raiders, like, and it, and that's more thinking like that doesn't happen. He plays out the year with the Bills because that's you know he goes to the Raiders and never plays a game for him because he freaks out in training camp. Let's say it doesn't happen and he actually plays for the Bills. I think Allen has a very similar year. The problem is that I think is it. I think the Antonio Brown stuff still comes to light. It still becomes a disaster and he's gone. And now you're sitting here scrambling, likely post-an AFC Championship game appearance, trying to figure out, oh my gosh, who's going to be our number one wide receiver? Because in that 2020 season, you realized John Brown had lost his step and that now it was really Stephon Diggs. Cole he was the team's second leading receiver and he was obviously on his way to uh to leaving as well because of his age you know the next season is his last season here in 2021 i think it would have been such a disaster gabe davis obviously would have been on the team but oh boy I, mm. he he wouldn't have had he wouldn't have had digs to learn behind digs to learn behind or even just i think his his position would have been thrust forward too fast to all of a sudden you have you have to be this team's number 2 because even if let's say the bills even got Emmanuel sanders then Emmanuel Sanders, we saw in his one year in Buffalo, had a great first month and then disappeared for quite a long time. By the end of the season, he was clearly the team's fourth target, and it was kind of stunning if he did get the ball at all. So that was just a mess avoided completely, and I, I thank Brandon Bean every day, even though I know he tried to make the trade. For Antonio Brown, that I'm like, oh, thankfully he got. I Stephon mean, eventually,
3: Diggs. eventually he had to give up on the
2: trade. So it's like, okay, yeah, well, yeah. good job coming to your senses or whatever yeah, happened. Whatever like, happened, thankfully, because Stephon Diggs has just been, to me, because I, I I didn't get to watch Eric Molds play really at all. I have seen him watch you know Andre Reed, Stevie Johnson. To me, was the best receiver for Bills history that I had personally seen. Stephon Diggs is. Now the best receiver I've ever seen in a Bills uniform. For me personally, again, if you're a little bit older, or even if you were, you know, in your teenage years watching Eric Eric Molds, I've heard a lot of people talk about him as like the most underrated Bills receiver of all time. And to be honest, looking at his stats and looking at the quarterbacks he had, I'd almost put that as like cold hard facts. Like I wouldn't, I would not even like beat around the bush there. That that's probably right. But at least for right now, for me, Stephon Diggs is the greatest Bills receiver that I've ever seen play. And I think he's only going to go on the up-and-up because him and Josh have such a connection. He was on the Jim Rome show, uh, I want to say two days ago, talking about him and Josh's connection. How immediate it was. Almost the antithesis to Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ's been in the news with the Bills a lot in the last two months. And Baker and OBJ literally never got on the same page. And yet, Josh and Diggs, I mean, their first game was against, uh, I think it was the Jets. And he had like eight catches for like seventy-five yards. The next week, he had like a hundred and fifty yards and a touchdown. Like so, both those weeks, you're like, oh, okay, so it's working. I
3: had him in fantasy that year, and it was just, it was it amazing. Was, it was incredible. I went but all the like, way to the championship.
2: They it, they immediately you're like, oh, that's working. Okay, that's working. Josh's first three hundred yard game came when like the first day, Stephon Diggs showed up as a Buffalo Bill. So I mean, like it's it, it's one of the best trades the Bills have ever made. I think it's going to take a lot to top it, just because you add in the fact that. It helped your quarterback, your now franchise quarterback, reach a stratosphere you did not know he could reach at that point. But we are going to go to the phones, and we're going to go to David and Elma. David, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. What you got for me, man?
1: Hey, guys. Super excited about Thursday. Glad it's a prime time game, and like you guys are saying, get it out of the way. Watch the rest of the football on Sunday. Um, you guys were talking about not growing up in the the Bills era, you know, Kelly era and stuff like that. I did, and I don't remember during that time, and maybe I'm wrong, that we had two primetime games week one, week two. That is just insane to me, and it just kind of speaks up for how the bills are. I mean, you don't get primetime games unless you're you're A1, right?
2: Oh, I, I, yeah, David, I fully agree. I mean, unless you're like a marquee team or you have like that marquee player to go to, it, right. it usually will stick to like bigger markets. I mean that's why Dallas, even though for you know 19 years they've been a bit of a disappointment, they're they're on prime time all the time. It's just because they're a marquee team. You know the crest with the Bills now having a guy like Josh Allen, you add in Von Miller, Stephon Diggs, it, it makes yeah. it. You have to now convince yourself to not put them on prime time.
1: Right. I I called you a couple of weeks ago, Zach, when. Uh... With you guys were, I don't know if it was Bob, some guy that ticked me off. But you guys are talking about Kelly versus Allen and stuff like that. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go and, and hang up. But before, before Zach, I, you know, I, I want to say, I hate you because I'm not into college football, and your show last night was just all college football, all college football baby all college football <laughs> i know but i and i wanted i'm not into college football zach and i wanted to call in and i have no idea why it was just not that i was frustrated i'm like <laughs> it was something that you said and now i'm gonna watch some college football today <laughs> I, it's it
2: david i'll tell you man and thank you for calling in but like, for me growing up college football was what got me into football I, I was initially an Eagles fan because of the movie *Invincible* and, and the Vince Papali story and all that stuff. How do we have the same childhood? Because that's what got me into being see, an Eagles fan too. See, it was, it's a good movie. It's a it's fantastic a movie. movie. It's a fantastic movie. But so, I mean, that's what got me into football, and I was like, "Oh, like I'll be an Eagles fan." Because for me, a lot of it too, for whatever reason, sports movies I'd watched up to that point, I, I hadn't watched, I hadn't seen *Rudy* yet. I think it was like six or seven when I saw *Invincible*. Up to that point, there was never like real teams. It was always like fictional, like *The Replacements* with. Um, Oh, I'm blanking oh, on his name, uh, Neo. I'm just gonna call him Neo. Keanu Reeves. There we go, Keanu yeah. Reeves. Um, it was a fake team based on somewhat of a real story, but a fake team. You know, the Eagles with Invincible was like the first team. I was an Eagles fan for like two or three years, and I ultimately switched over to the Bills, of course. And I mean, that's where we are now. But college was what initially got me into it. I went to UB games almost every Saturday. You know, growing up for a long time, I was a swimmer. I wanted to swim at UB because it was just that was the school I I rooted for for a long time. I went to a ton of basketball games college football is what initially got me into football because the bills were just not a good watch for a long time. There was not a good watch. And that's why I'm, I'm very jealous of like the younger generations. Like, um, you know, Sal Capaccio talks about all the time, his son, Max growing up in this generation of bills fans. And Sal kind of tells him like, dude, you're lucky like, to be able to watch Josh Allen play every Sunday. Cause like me and you, we grew up with JP Lossman and Trent Edwards. That was our initial introduction to the Bills and like being Bills fans. That's horribly painful. That's not a positive thing. Like I, for years, I I went down to uh the University of Edinburgh for my freshman year of college, and that's down in Erie, Pennsylvania. And like having to tell people you're a Bills fan was like a bad thing. Like you said it and you're like, yeah, I'm a Bills fan. All right, yeah, I'm from Buffalo. Okay, I grew up in Chicawaga, like I'm born and raised, baby. Like you, you you said it with pride, but like an anger that you're like, I hate myself too. I went to uh, I went to Fredonian. We have a, for some
3: reason a lot of people from Long Island. From oh yeah, Fredonia, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had Giants fans that made fun of me. Oh, f- Giants of fans. of course. Like, and now I mean, now I text them every once in a while and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Trash them. <laughs> so it's great. It's great.
2: But like, I mean, that was the thing too. It's just like you're sitting there. You're like, I mean, that's now. Now there's a sense of pride where you're like, yeah, I'm a Bills fan. I went. I went down to Disney at at this time last year and. and the amount of Buffalo Bill stuff you saw, just walking around Epcot in the Magic Kingdom, you are like, "Wow, we have arrived." The, I mean, the national appeal of the Bills has just skyrocketed, and I am so happy it has. Just because I, I was, I was saying it uh, maybe two nights ago. I really hope we get to a point that like the Bills just become like everybody else's like second team they're rooting to win the Super Bowl this year. Just because I remember uh, twenty sixteen, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, championship run, and even if you didn't like LeBron. A part of like everyone was like, yeah, but I'd really like to see Cleveland win a title. Like that would be really cool. And it w- it was really cool
3: because there was a lot. Cleveland did a lot when they won that title. That oh, was, yeah, they did. That it was, was awesome. insane. It was awesome.
2: But David, thank you for the call. That's us getting connected to our fans. That's brought to you by the law firm of Gelbert and O'Connell. We take your personal injury cases personally. We are going to take a quick time out when we come back. We're going to take a look at the other games that are going on in the NFL for week one. We'll do that when we come back here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR.
4: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Selling a little or a lot.
3: still hear him before you see him but he's alive and well I think it'd be hard to hold him out you know what I mean he's gonna push and push now we got to make sure he can medically do it so we'll see you know it's still a wait and see
2: that was Bill's general manager Brandon Bean on the Bills potentially new starting slot receiver Isaiah McKenzie he's still dealing with a lingering injury however it seems like he will be ready for week one Josh, I'd be super disappointed if I say McKenzie was not ready for week one. He's just such like it's not even like
3: he has great production on the field, but he's so fun on the sidelines. Oh, too. he's, like, he's he just without I mean, a doubt, I'm sure one of my he'll still be on the sidelines oh, if yeah. he's not playing. But he's such a fun personality on the sidelines. I I I took him in my fantasy draft with with one of my last picks just
2: because just, I, just I to love see. him so much. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just I, I am I'm so curious what He's going to look like he's like a full time slot guy. I am so curious because up to this point, he's, his entire career has been be the gadget guy, have a few pop plays every like month. I can't even say every game, it's like every month, every two or three games. But now, like, it, it really does look like he's going to be the team's starting slot receiver, and I, I think he's more than earned it. I mean, every time they've asked him to be a legit receiver for them, he has shown up and you put in with Chad Hall, who I think is one of the best wide receiver coaches in football, look at the work he's done with guys like Gabe Davis, even Isaiah Hodgins, who has been hurt so much. It got to a point that a lot of Bills fans were beating the drum, including myself, that he should have made the 53-man roster. But just it's going to be so much fun to see him week one. I, I think he will play. Uh, Bean made it pretty obvious, too, that it, it, it would take a bit of a setback for him to not play, which is always a good thing to hear. But looking forward to week one, in the last segment we more talked about The Bills, really. I mean, the Rams-Bills, that game kicks the season off on this upcoming Thursday in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. But now, because, Josh, we've made mention, our Sunday's free, baby. We're good. What games are we looking forward to to watch? I have Red Zone because I have TV, so, you know, I get that huge bonus. Thank you. And to be honest, I'm now at a point... There's, like, two streaming services I will absolutely have, like, when I'm, like, on my own, me and my wife, girlfriend, whatever, like, what, what are we doing? It's HBO, and it's probably NFL Red Zone. Like, I'm without a doubt having those two. I will fight for that. I'll give up certain things to have those two. I just, I need to have it because, I'll, Josh, I'll tell you, man, before we get to week one, my life, I now dictate my life before Red Zone and after Red Zone because it, it's completely changed my life. I'm sure your girlfriend loves that. Or she's going to love. She's going to love it. She's going to love it's it. It's going to be an interesting. Experience.
3: She's going to love. Gonna it. It's going to be a learning experience. It's going to be. Uh, it's it's a, good. A that rude you put, awakening. I was
2: going to say it's good that you put it that way because I don't think she's ready. Because when she's telling me like, yeah, we're going like, to go out for brunch like with my friends, and I'll be like, um, we we got to be home by like twelve <laughs> thirty. Like we have to be home by twelve thirty. I got to have my little bit of pregame. But then even then, like I, we we've talked about it too, like even off air that I'm a junkie to watch like even terrible football teams play. Like, last year, I watched way too much Jags football for don't, any don't, for any like, same person. Like,
3: don't forget the uh, the Jags, uh,
2: Jags Raiders Hall of Fame game this year. Oh, man. I was a junkie for that. I was, when was I saw there was a, a rain delay, I had a tear rolling down my eye. <laughs> like, I cannot believe I have to wait longer. Oh, yeah. That I, was was, the, I was doing the nightcap, and I was, like, just staring at the TV, and I see rain delay, and I'm like, you're joking. This is actually an assault on me, personally. But... Looking forward to Week 1. I've written down a few games that I'm looking forward to. Josh, I know you've got the schedule up as well. We'll go through some of the games we're looking forward to. I have a lot of these games that I'm very interested in just because a lot of these teams, I actually have very certain things I want to see. Or I have you know a bit of an image of this team in my head that I've built up through the offseason. And I kind of want to see if I'm slightly right. Because again, Week 1, it's tough to make a complete, definitive thesis statement and conclusion on a team it's week one of course a lot of teams the Patriots for years treated week ones and two as essentially weeks five and six of the preseason I mean it was a lot of teams still do that but just to start it off I'll go first Eagles at Lions I think for me is maybe the most interesting of the NFC matchups I I do watch a lot of NFC football just because I do kind of like to see how the other conference works and how they look especially with not really any like seriously elite quarterback talent, not named Brady and Rodgers. I find the conference fascinating, just in in the sense of which team can like really grab a hold of the NFC. That there's clearly an open spot for that third team. I think the Eagles can easily be that team.
3: Well, it's even just the NFC East in general. Absolutely, that is such a just shootout of a division. It's a tire fire every year is my favorite. I mean, you, the Eagles look vastly improved. They have mm-hmm. the largest man alive, Jordan Davis. They have oh. Jalen Hurts. I mean, he looks. He looks like he's going to be miles better. Yep. This season, they're a little weak at running back, but
2: yeah, I it's, it's weird. They had a very good running attack, but not the greatest talent. Yeah, running the ball. like Miles Sanders, I think was like openly saying like Don't take him in fantasy. Yeah, he was. He's like I I don't score touchdowns, so don't take me in fantasy. <laughs> Hertz was a major part of that run game. Uh, Byron Scott as well, or not Byron Boston Scott, Scott, Boston Scott. Thank mm-hmm. you. He was a major aspect of that run game. Like they do it by committee. Yep. And, and now then, the
3: trade of Jalen Rager too. Oh,
2: That makes a big difference. Get rid of Jalen Rager. Thank you. Quas walking (laughs) season. Let's go. But the addition of A.J. Brown in the draft. To me, the draft was a little boring this year just because there was no real serious quarterback talent. Once Kenny Pickett went to Pittsburgh, that was kind of like the excitement in terms of guys actually getting taken off the board. But the Titans trading A.J. Brown... That to the Eagles, huge. was massive. And mm-hmm. I think it was massive for two reasons. Number one, the Titans got infinitely worse. Yeah, I had a call last night in the nightcap, and he's absolutely right, basically saying that the Titans will always be a close game. That one of those teams that just will always be a pain, they will always be just a thorn in your side, the whole thing. And he's right. The Bills, even when it was Marcus Mariota, it took a Duke Williams touchdown to win in Tennessee. I mean, they've always been a nightmare for the Bills to handle. They'll face them on uh, the home opener, Monday Night Football Week 2. We'll see how that goes. But... With the Eagles, and how it improved them, Dallas had at that point just gotten rid of Amari Cooper. They had gotten worse at wide receiver. Michael Gallup's recovering from a torn ACL. We're now going to see how good CD Lamb is. Jerry Jones is still in charge of that team, so they're always going to be behind the eight ball because apparently they now run through Zeke. Ridiculous! I like that's the yeah, Cowboys give, are a joke. Give the ball to Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's clearly the better running
3: yeah. back. I, I mean, you got to see what he can do because Zeke's not going to be there forever. I, I don't know who's older. Zeke is still living but, off the legacy of his rookie year. Right. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's it's like, it, it, I mean, sure, he could take a massive jump back to that this year. I guess. But everyone has said that every year yeah, exactly, since his rookie exactly. year. And he hasn't done it. So it's just, it's mind-boggling that he is still Just trying to guy. justify a terrible contract. But, oh, yeah.
2: So that happens. Obviously, then we have more, you know, Cowboys news. The fact that Mike McCarthy is still their head coach is a negative, And it will always be a negative. And then Tyron Smith, one of their best offensive linemen, goes down. And Dak Prescott, without Smith in the lineup, is a very much run-of-the-mill 500 quarterback in almost every statistic. The Eagles, adding A.J. Brown, to me, the true difference maker for the Tennessee Titans. He was that guy that was just, every week, it didn't matter who the cornerback was, that was a matchup nightmare. They were never as big as him, they were never as tall as him, maybe could be as fast as him, but definitely not as strong as him. To me, him and DK Metcalf are the physical forces that are just, they're difference makers to everybody. They just bully people to hell. So you add that in. They get uh, Chauncey John, uh, um, Johnson from the Saints in a trade very recently. That sends their secondary now to me as one of the best in the NFC, if not the best in the NFC. Hurts to me be an average to slightly above-average passing quarterback and keep doing what you do in the rushing game, they're a 12-win team. I think they win the NFC East by three or four games. Oh, yeah. You look around the rest of the NFC East. I mean, the Giants
3: still – they have to figure it out. I mean, sure, you have Brian Dable now, but you still have Daniel Jones as your quarterback. Yeah. And it doesn't look great. And then Washington – what's going on there? I don't know because – I love Carson Wentz, personally. I mean, he looks like me. I like him a lot. He, he looks he's great. like me. I he's like great. him a lot. But I don't know what he's going to be able to do with Washington. I, I have no idea. It's, it's going to be I such want, a toss-up.
2: I desperately want Terry McLaurin to be freed from the Washington Commanders uh, with all my heart. I look at him as like almost a blood relative at this point, and that's how I treat him, is to just get him out of Washington. This is an attack on the Jones family. Like That's how I look at it. He doesn't even have Jones' last name, but like, I'm so like adamant and personal with this that I'm like, he does not deserve this. He is like a 1,400-yard receiver every year, just being trapped on a terrible team. But so for me, that's one. And, and the other major reason, it's not just to watch the Eagles. Detroit, to me, is going to be a vastly improved team. And I think a lot of times I'll watch Hard Knocks, and I'll leave the show thinking less of the team. Either the head coach, certain players, you know, what have you. I'll usually leave thinking less of the team. I left Hard Knocks with Detroit thinking far more. I love, love their coaching staff. And it's not even just Dan Campbell. I was going to say, Dan Campbell is a crazy person, but in the yeah. best way. Absolutely. Like, he
3: He would scare the heck out of me if he was mm-hmm. my coach, but... It would it, it wouldn't like make me not want to do well. It would make me want to do well. Yeah, because
2: you're you're scared to do poorly because you right. don't. It's not even that you're scared he's going to yell you. You don't want to disappoint him. Right, because, because he's that's just the like guy he he's is. like
3: this big burly dude, but he's like just like a lovable teddy bear probably like yeah. on the inside. But like he doesn't give off that persona at all. So you're like once you pro- like what I'm thinking is the players once they get to know him, you know, they're it's like man, I don't want to let him down. Yes. I don't want to let the rest of my team down because that's the mentality he's building. Is you have to play as a team whereas I think that's one of the things the Lions lacked before is they didn't have that team mentality. It was just like, man, we're the Lions. We stink every year. We're trash. We this gotta, is who we are. This is who we are. Let's embrace it. And mm-hmm. now he's coming in like, no, man. We're going to change this. No, get that then, out get the, that out of here. The yeah.
2: guys he's bringing on his coaching staff, do Staley, I, spectacular. Calvin Shepard, former Buffalo Bills, the linebackers coach. It's so many personalities, and like you can tell this team is just so competitive with each other that it has created such a bond with all of them. And then you add in the fact that I think they actually are a talented team. They have maybe the best offensive line definitely in the NFC, if not the entire NFL. And that gives you, and that gives Jared Goff the chance to yep. be Super Bowl Jared Goff. Goff for me just has to be a, a slightly average to above average quarterback for them to really do something, not special this year, but be better this year. I think Detroit is absolutely going to be a team that come draft time with having two first-round picks, to me, they're going to be a team that's sitting there And you're going to be watching the draft going, man, Detroit's going to make a move. Detroit's going to make a move. They're the one. They're the one. And then they will. Just to to get a quarterback, either that be Will Levis at Kentucky, C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, Bryce Young at Alabama. I think those two, they're probably going to be out of it. But Will Levis, especially from Kentucky, might be that guy. I just There's something about Detroit this year that I'm like, and there's another team I have down here. It's kind of the same thing where I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Detroit, I have a higher belief that they could. But it'll be a team that's not frustrating to watch. That you'll watch them and go, ooh, that rebuild's working. They are building something good there, and they're just that one piece away. Where well, with the Bills in their rebuild, they got Josh first, and then sort of built the team around him so that in year three they made the, or I'm sorry, in year, in year two they made the playoffs. With Dan Campbell, he still got the same quarterback mainly because he had a bad quarterback draft. Let's be honest, he couldn't really grab anybody, but they keep adding talent around, and now they've got those first round picks. That if Goff does not work. Jump in the draft trade, get somebody. I think Eagles line is going to be one of those games. That I'm definitely watching Week One. But Josh, what about you?
3: Uh, I'm I'm really intrigued with Browns Panthers. I wish I wish it was in Cleveland. I literally just have it as Baker versus Cleveland. Yeah, I just I, 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 I want Carolina, I just Baker versus Cleveland. I want the NFL to to come out on like Saturday night and be like, hey guys, we're moving the game to Cleveland. Yeah, we had Cleveland. A, Both
2: teams are actually already here. It's great. We had
3: a quote unquote technical issue in the Panthers Stadium. We can't play there tomorrow, so we gotta move to Cleveland.
2: Like I'm with you. I'm with you. I want
3: that so bad. Just just to see how the city reacts to him just stepping out on the field. Because it it's gonna be so
2: just I'm interested interesting. If, I'm I'm interested if it's gonna be a little more pro Baker. Because I think a lot of fans yeah. nationally now realize that Baker really got a raw deal by the Browns. I wonder if that's the same feeling with Browns fans. I genuinely don't know. I mean, we've seen pictures of kind of the gross stuff that some Browns fans have done now that Deshaun Watson is their quarterback. But I do want to know, like, if he gets a cheer when he comes on the first time, or if he's booed, you know, what have you? Do the Do the Panthers play in in Cleveland this year? Do you know? No, no, because this would oh, be their only matchup. Because yeah, that's their only matchup. Which is, I mean, it's fine. I mean, you're going to get him eventually there. But actually, I kind of like that. Like he's in Carolina, just to, you know, get the warm reception from the fans there. Uh, and also, to be honest. Baker to me is just a guy that like if he would stop just playing through injuries and just calm himself down, he's an above average quarterback. And I think I think he can do that in Carolina because he's he's
3: not I mean he's the guy, but in Cleveland he was like he was seen as the savior. Like here here's our guy. This yeah. is the one that's going to bring us to the promised land. And he's like, hey guys, I can't I can't
2: do it all. And, and to be fair to be fair to him and and you know this is a bit of a prison of his own making. Him having the best you know, season of the rookies of 2018 and having a very darn good season at that. I mean, just, I think 26 touchdown passes. I mean, he was, he was good his rookie year. It did somewhat make the savior of Cleveland thing far more exaggerated where now it's like, okay, well now he looks like he's going to be an elite quarterback in the NFL. I mean, don't do that your rookie year and be bad, right? But him playing through injuries, just, it really derailed him a bit. I I hope he can write the ship in Carolina because as much as I'm a Texas fan, I I liked watching Baker at Oklahoma. He was a fascinating quarterback. He kind of sucked as a person. He was mean. He didn't really like... Some people would love to have a beer with him. Other people wanted to punch him in the face. And I kind of liked that. But I think it'll be interesting now. He's in Carolina. He won't be seen as the savior. Uh, It'll actually take for him to do a lot to even surpass Cam Newton in a lot of the hearts and minds of Carolina Panthers fans. So that, to me, absolutely I have that on my list. It'll be Awesome. We are going to take a quick time out, and we come back. We'll look at the rest of the games we are looking forward to to Week One here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. T-Mobile
0: has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
2: Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you today. Nate Geary has the day off. I'm joined by Josh Schmidt for the next oh, about two hours now, you know, quick final segment. But Josh, you had a story. We were talking a little bit about week one, but I'm assuming this is like just full season predictions. What's going on here?
3: Yeah, so so everyone or a lot of people do these every year, and they do them for all the sports. They do whatever that big sports video game is. So this this uh, Instagram page did a Madden regular season prediction and just simmed the whole season they didn't play at all they just simmed it I'm gonna read you some interesting points from this so the bills finish 11 and six okay top of the AFC East I they are not the number one seed in the AFC the number one seed in the AFC is the Baltimore Ravens at 14 and three Ooh. next okay. would be uh looks like the Chiefs at 13 and four and then the bills at 11 and six okay uh another note the Jaguars are 10 and 7 in this in this love it. That's
2: filthy. I love in it. In this
3: prediction, uh the the playoff bracket is truly wild. So the Bills play the Broncos in the first round. Mhm. I would hate beat that. Beat them 31 to 10. Would love that. Then they play the Jags and beat them 35-27. That's close. Yeah. <laughs> then they play the Ravens, beat them 28 to 21. And then they ultimately lose in the Super Bowl unfortunately, 27 to 24 to guess who the Washington Commanders. I would be irate. The Washington Commanders apparently in this in this simulation win the Super Bowl.
2: There's no way. <laughs> no,
3: there's no way. And that, now here's here's some here's some big stat lines. So Josh Allen leads the league in passing yards with five thousand three hundred and twenty-one yards. Oh, I'd love for him to be a five thousand-yard passer. That'd be so much fun. Tom Brady leads the league in passing touchdowns with forty-seven. I believe that would be two years in a row he would do that. Then yeah, and. The Super Bowl winning quarterback Carson Wentz throws 22 interceptions, a league leading 22 interceptions. Well, you know it's 19 you know 72 apparently. Apparently, Derrick Henry uh, wins the rushing yard title. Joe Mixon rushes for 23 touchdowns. That's absurd. (laughs) He also leads the league in yards per carry with 6.3. Some reception or uh, uh, yeah, reception leaders. It's just Cooper Cup. Uh, oh, he, he has a triple crown again? Yeah, he had 135 wow. receptions in this simulation, 2,000 receiving <laughs> yards, and 25 receiving touchdowns. And, yeah. It, wow. That, it, it is an uh, absolutely bonkers simulation. It's the most I, Madden thing ever, though. It to is be like, the most Actually, we really thing. just like Washington in the simulation. I mean, there's always that team every year. In the game, their players are probably rated higher than they should be. Yeah. But, again, this is a video game we're talking about. It's not real life. But it is funny just to see, like... I wonder how close any of that will be. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I love those things because it's like, did they somehow get it right, or is this absolutely absurd?
2: Oh, wild Washington. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back on the other side of the break, getting it back to our Week 1 games that we're looking forward to. I I know I've got a few more. Josh's got a few more. College football is getting ready to kick off. The UB Bulls are going to take on the Maryland Terrapins. You can listen to that game over at our sister station, the Bet 1520. That game kicks off in just a few moments. And coming up in just about an hour, Chad DiDomenicis of Expected Buffalo. He'll be joining me and Josh as we look through this past week that the Sabres had as they dropped a ton of news, including the Goatheads being brought back, the Red and Blacks, and Tage Thompson signing a major deal. We'll do that at 1, but right now we're going to take a quick break. You can also chime in on the show at 716-803-0550. But until then, we're going to take a quick time out here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.